everyone. Welcome to another edition of the My Nights Are Booked podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Beth Pollock, and Happy New Year. It's January 2nd. It's 2023. We have a whole new year in front of us, and there is so much to look forward to. I cannot wait to get into all of the things that we have coming up in this new year. I mean, there is new stuff from the Anne Rice Immortal Universe. There is The Last of Us. There's The Walking Dead spinoffs. There's Oh my gosh, there's just, there's so much from passion flicks and romance and oh my God, there's so much stuff coming this year. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to go on this journey with you because as you know, I'm a fan of all of these things too. So it, it gives me so much pleasure to be able to talk about these things that I love so much because I know we all share in this community and you may not, you may appreciate everything. You may appreciate certain things. And this podcast, as you know, is a little bit of everything. It's kind of like that potpourri uh, category in Jeopardy, you know, the one that has a little bit of everything. That's what this podcast is all about. So if you're just coming to the podcast uh, to hear my review of uh, Mayfair Witches, then welcome. For those of you who have been here before, you know that uh, you never know what I'm going to say, but you also... Um, you also know that, you know, there's usually a little bit of conversation about uh, other things. And since it is the new year and since we are looking forward to um, not only Mayfair Witches, but the second season of Interview with a Vampire, I wanted to start um, and just take a minute. Uh, something came up over kind of the break about uh, whether or not Interview with a Vampire is going to be coming in 2023 or not. And I just kind of wanted to, to elaborate on some uh, some things that I said on Twitter because there's so much that that goes into these shows. And, um, you know, some sometimes you can kind of take what, what's been done historically at a network and apply it to other things. And in this case, um, this all goes back to an interview with Adam O'Byrne, who's one of the, the interview with the vampire producers. And he was talking with the Toronto Star and he indicated that filming is going to take place in April through August. That's the projected time frame. And um, he's not sure if the show is going to come in, the, if it's going to come in late 2023 or early 2024. And I know a lot of people were concerned about that. And one of the things that I wanted to point out is that, you know, AMC debuted the show in October. I think they're going to keep that schedule and they're going to try their best to keep that schedule. The reason I say that is that um, for years and years and years, over a decade, The Walking Dead has always been AMC's anchor in the fall. It debuted on, it actually debuted on Halloween night in 2010 and since then, it it always debuted in October with rare occasions. I, th I think it might have had an end of September one time. Um, and then the pandemic kind of messed things up, but it was always October. Uh, the Walking Dead is a little different. It had 16 episodes that were split into two halves. So the first half was in, in the fall, and then the second half debuted in usually around uh, early February. And that's how they did it. And they did that for over 10 years. Now that the show is over, yes, there are spinoffs that are coming. Uh, there's three spinoffs coming this year. And um, so that's exciting. But none of those spinoffs are going to be taking the place. They're, they're short. They're limited series. There's like six episode, episodes per series. So Interview with a Vampire, I think, is going to anchor the fall for AMC. And you might have heard some of the stuff that's been going on at AMC with the 
um, you know, that, that they've had to cut some costs and, and get rid of some staff members, which is just a horrible, horrible thing, especially at the holidays. Um, I really think that they are going to do everything in their power to have Interview with a Vampire in the fall. And even if they start filming in April and they end in August, again, historically, what The Walking Dead has done in the past is, uh, you know, there's a couple of things. There's a couple of things to to kind of put bear in mind. Very few shows film chronologically, which means they kind of jump around from episode to episode. You know, they might sh they shoot out of order all the time. So you know, you might shoot episode two, then three, then one, then five, then four, then six. You know, I mean, it 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 all depends largely on the availability of the cast and the availability of locations. So, for example, um, with a show like The Walking Dead, you know, they had a lot in Atlanta where they were filming a lot of their stuff. So it didn't really matter about the locations because they had a set location. With a show like Fear the Walking Dead, which moves around a lot more, it's not based in any one location, you have to schedule everything about around the availability of your, of your locations. And so you're going to film everything that you need to film in that location while you have it, even if it's outside of episodes, that has happened. Um, so you're not, you know, the thing that's important is that they have everything they need for that first episode. So let's just say, and, and I do not have any official information on this, but just for, uh, for the sake of conversation, Let's uh, let's pretend that they film from the first day of April to the last day of August. That means if they're going to make uh, an October premiere, and by October, there's a lot of flexibility with that. It doesn't mean the first weekend in October. It could be the second or even third weekend because there's eight episodes in that second season. So they have some flexibility in terms of when they can when they can air the the season premiere. They need to focus on that first episode. So let's say, you know, and I don't have a calendar in front of me, but let's just say that there are four weeks in September and they want to shoot for the first week in October. That means that they have four weeks to get everything together from all of their filming to put the first episode together and have it ready. That also means that by the second week, so now we're looking at say six weeks, they have they have six weeks to get the second episode, seven weeks to get the seventh the third episode, and you know that assumes that they're kind of working on everything at, at the same time and they're overlapping things and and they might be editing it at, at the same time. Who knows how much post production they need if they need special effects? You know, there's a lot that goes into it. But the point is, they don't have to have all of the episodes ready on day one, and that's the key. So if they if they do end up um, going for October, they need to have the premiere done and they need to be, you know, following that up pretty quickly on, uh, with the second episode. And especially if they have it, if it comes out the week, uh, the week before on AMC plus, um, you know, so it does, it does mean that they have to have it pretty quick. Now in the case of, of screeners and things like that, when we get our screeners, it's usually about a month before the show premieres. And oftentimes this was the case with, uh, 
a couple of episodes with Interview with a Vampire and certainly the, the later episodes. So we had the first uh, five episodes that we got to screen. Um, the first two were complete and then the, the, the three, four, and five were rough cuts. Uh, with Mayfair Witches, when we first got the episodes, uh, almost all of them were rough cuts and then they sent us the final episodes. So it's not uncommon, you know, that they will have things and that they're polishing them up until, you know, the week they premiere. So what that means is that there is every possibility that we will have Interview with a Vampire in the fall. That's what I'm banking on. I don't know for sure, but that is what I would say based on years and years and years of data that shows that this is the new, uh, this is their flagship now. This is what they're going to be doing. I bet that my guess is they will pair it up with one of the Walking Dead shows, probably the Rick and Michonne spinoff. They'll have those go back to back in the fall or, you know, so like a nine o'clock and a 10 o'clock spot. But they will have those going in the fall because they need to have a big fall fourth quarter uh, just, you know, for the health of the network. So I fully, fully expect that Interview with a Vampire will premiere this fall. But before we get there, we have a very exciting new addition to the Anne Rice Immortal Universe, and that is the Mayfair Witches. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, as I mentioned, we did get screeners for the first couple of episodes, and uh, actually the first five episodes. And um, so I can share with you some details and I'm not going to spoil anything. So, you know, you know me, you know that I'm not going to spoil your experience. So everything that I'm going to say is based on things that you've seen in the trailers and seen, you, know, you might've read interviews. Um, you know, I certainly went back and was doing some research as I was uh, watching the series because there were things that I had questions about and, um, you know, going back to the book is great, but there are changes and those changes make it a little confusing. So I went back and did some, you know, read some interviews from um, the cast members. And, you know, there are there are some things that you need to be aware of. So um, so with that, let's let's jump into that. Now, obviously, Anne Rice is probably known best for her inter for her interview with a vampire and with her vampire chronicles. Um, the vampires are certainly the, the ones that, that most people relate with her. Um, but the Mayfair Witches is a whole huge, I mean, the, the first book, The Witching Hour, the first book is over a thousand pages. This thing is massive, massive. So bringing a series to life is no easy feat. And, you know, bringing any series to life is no easy feat. Um, you know, we know that there were some changes you've seen. If you've seen Interview with a Vampire, you know that there were some changes with that. Um, and, and really they strengthened the series. I truly believe, and this is, you, you know me, you know that I only say what I mean and I have zero, zero reason to lie to you. Um, but I, I truly believe that the changes that they made in Mayfair Witches were for the health and betterment of the series. I don't know you know, as I as I watched some of the things play out and some of the conversations um, about Interview with a Vampire from people who had never read the books, um, you know, the the surprise. I I will never I will never forget reading um, reading a Twitter thread where someone was upset about something that Lestat did, and um, somebody sent a list of all of the you know his his the things he's done, his crimes, the things he's done over the years. And uh, someone's like, wait a minute, incest? 
Like what? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really dark themes. I actually think that the, the lives of the Mayfair witches, the, the books are more, are, are much more traumatic and, and much darker than the vampire chronicles. That's just me personally. Um, so I was really curious how this was all going to play out. Um, I want to start by saying that, uh, as you go into this series, what I did is I closed my eyes and I said, okay, fresh start, new series, building a universe, forget what you know, just go into it. You have to do that because it is a lot different. There are, I don't want to emphasize the changes, but I just, I, there are changes. And so if you're looking for certain things, there are so many things that are true to the books, but there are a lot that, a lot that aren't. And so it's important to kind of have that balance. They have created a New Orleans story that is so beautiful and visually you are immersed in New Orleans culture and uh, just the, the feeling of this story. It's, it's just, it's incredible. Um, the one thing that, that I think is really important now, I had the benefit of, of watching five episodes back to back to back to back to back no commercials, just back to back, just, just went for it. And, um, I think that from a week to week standpoint, you have to be very there. You have to have some patience with this show. Interview with a vampire is like taking a hit of cocaine. Not that I've ever done cocaine. I kind of wish I have. I, I, I think if I ever tried a drug, cocaine would be my drug of choice. I think I'd do very well on cocaine, but I'm not going to, I've never, I'm actually really boring. I've never had cocaine. I've never had drugs. I've never taken drugs and I've never drank alcohol. So all of these analogies are just kind of things that I think in my head, but I, I the first episode of interview with a vampire was like a, a shot, like just taking a hit of cocaine and just feeling the rush and being like, Oh my God, this thing has just got me and I'm hooked and I can't give it up. And I, I just have to have more Mayfair witches is like, drinking a fine glass of bourbon. You sip it. You enjoy it. You drink it slowly. You let it sit on your tongue while you taste it and savor the flavor. It's a little bit like Salome's Dance of the Seven Veils. You're covered in these, these transparent pieces of fabric, and you're looking, and you can see shadows, and you can see things, but you can't really distinguish what they are until each veil is pulled off, and you see what it looks like. And then you get a bigger picture and then you start to realize what's going on. That's Mayfair Witches. It hits very differently. It's a very different kind of story. It's a slow burn. It's, you see what's starting to happen and you get a picture of it and it builds every week. It builds a little more and it's building and building and building. It doesn't hit as hard as Interview with a Vampire. But when you don't have a character like Lestat, it's kind of hard to, to use that comparison because Lestat really was that that shot of, of adrenaline and that that hit of cocaine. I mean, he was just he was the one that really grabbed it. And, and you know, even Eric Bogosian's Daniel Malloy from that very that opening, you know, the opening segment of the first episode, you know, with that that commercial for his book and and for his uh, master class, like it hit very differently. This Mayfair, which is, is very mysterious, very wrapped in mythology, very, 
um, you know, there's a lot of mystique. It's very, it's, it's very New Orleans. Like if you've ever been to New Orleans, that's, that's the, what you notice is that you don't, you look at shadows differently there. You look at dark alleys, you look at, and you see that there's so much history and so many things that are, that are around you and, and you study them and you wonder, you know, what are you seeing? What's real? What's not real? And that's, you know, that is Mayfair Witches in a nutshell is that it's, it's going to be very different, but it's, it's so good. It's, it's like a, it's like a soap opera almost, but not a soap opera. I don't want to, I don't want to give you the wrong impression, but it's, it just, it's such a slow burn and you're just watching it going, oh my God, this is, this is intense. There are, you know, as I said, there are some changes, you know, the, the thing about the Mayfair witches is that so much of the story is based on the, the history and the, you know, there's this, these 13 witches and that means you have to go back 13 generations and, and that's what they do. There's a story that's told in the present. There's a story that's told in the past and everything from the past leads to the moment that we see in the present with Alexandra Daddario as Dr. Rowan Fielding. Um, that, you know, that's the story that Rowan comes into is that, you know, there's all of these generations of, of witches that came before her and she's kind of figuring things out. Um Alexander Daddario is, is great in this role. I mean, it, she definitely, I would almost characterize Rowan is, is being like, she is so intense that, um, you know, I mean, if you've ever, if you've ever worked with a doctor, been around, you know, somebody who's in a high, uh, a, a high power role, um, you know, sometimes they, they're almost, they're so intense that they kind of push everybody away. They're aloof. And she has a lot of that. She's kind of cold, but it's also because she's like, she's so smart and she's so brilliant and so good at what she does. And so she kind of has, she plays that aloofness a lot. You know, like this is someone who, you know, she was, she, she was adopted and she's trying to figure out kind of who she is. And, um, you know, so so we we see that side of Rowan, and then in New Orleans we see Deidre Mayfair, who is um, Rowan's mother, um, and she's played by Annabeth Gish, and she is just she's so brilliant. Um, but she's the one who is interacting with this this um, mysterious creature known as Lasher, played by Jack Houston, and um, they are. You know, like we're we kind of again, it's it's kind of like the onion metaphor. You know, like everything's getting peeled back, so we get introduced to all of these characters. We don't know what the story is between them, but there are these layers. So there's there's the historical layer of you know going back and seeing the the previous generations. There's going back in time to seeing um, young Deidre and the moment that you know she she became pregnant with Rowan and why Rowan was sent away and, you know, how all of these things kind of came together. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's so, there's so many layers that they have to navigate to be able to get to the present day story. And that's one of the things that, you know, again, to distinguish it from interview with a vampire, it, with interview with a vampire, you know, that you're getting this dual storyline. There are several, there's, I mean, there's the present, there's the recent past, there's 13 generations past. So there are tons and tons of stories being told in this series. And that's what makes it so compelling is to see these different characters. 
one of the things, so the, the first episode is called The Witching Hour, which is the same uh, the same name as the, the first book in the Lives of the Mage Fair Witches series that Anne Rice wrote. And uh, it's, I mean, it, it basically just paints the picture. It's, it's laying everything out. And so you will notice that it's a little bit slower than most episodes of television. Um, and again, it's because you have to kind of get a sense of who all the people are, who the players are, what the situation is, what's going on, and what you need to know to be able to follow the story. You're introduced, uh, you're introduced to Rowan, Alexander Daddario. Uh, you get a, a glimpse at Lasher, and uh, you also get, in, and you also meet uh Deidre and uh, Delphine is the the Mayfair housekeeper, played by Denine Tyler, and she is uh, she's great. Um, you also get to meet Carlotta, and if you've read the books, you know that Carlotta is not a nice person, and Beth Grant does a phenomenal job of playing a very evil, evil, evil Carlotta. She has her own intentions. She has she has her motivations. She thinks she's doing the right thing. Um, very self-serving mission and uh, in, in doing what she's doing to Deidre. But uh, yeah, she, Beth Grant is, is absolutely brilliant. There is, uh, there's also Harry Hamlin, who's playing Cortland Mayfair. And this is one of the big changes. And uh, it's not a spoiler to tell you, because if you've read the books, you know that Cortland doesn't survive very long in the books. What they've done is they've created a bigger role for Cortland, and I think he's kind of absorbed other characters to be able to stick around longer. So we see Cortland over a period of time. And Harry Hamlin, I swear to God, if if I could if if I could if I could go to a Mardi Gras party, I want to go to to Harry Hamlin's Cortland Mayfair Mardi Gras party. This guy knows he is the epitome of a Southern gentleman. He is a smooth talking, he's got his own motivations and he's doing his own thing. Um, but he makes this series so much fun. His daughter, Jojo, Cortland Mayfair's daughter, Jojo, is played by Jen Richards, uh, who is a lovely trans actor who is so brilliant and you just want to be her friend. Like you just, she is someone that, uh, you know, she's kind of watching out for Rowan and, uh, you know, she's, she's her father's daughter. So she's there helping, um, helping her father and, and kind of navigating the complexities of the Mayfair family. Because if you know, the, the Mayfairs are a huge, huge family. That's what they allude to. That's what Grace and Paul talk about in Interview with a Vampire. When they talk about those witches, they're talking about the Mayfair witches. And there are many, many branches of the Mayfair family. And you get to see many of those branches come out. But you'll see that it's not just one big happy family. And that's what makes it so complicated because Rowan has to navigate all of these branches and figure out who's really looking out for her and who this mysterious character is, this mysterious creature known as Lasher. What does he want? What's his game? What is her role in this game? Now, helping her to navigate this is a man named Cyprian. And Cyprian is played by Tongai Uchirisa. And uh, Cyprian is a new character. And if you've read some of the interviews uh, that the actors have done prior to the, the premiere, you know that uh, there are a couple of characters missing 
from the series. Aaron Leitner, who's the Talamasca agent who kind of guides Rowan and, and serves as her, you know, kind of her her conscience, moral compass as she kind of figures things out because she's got these powers and she doesn't understand where they come from. And she's got a lot going on. Uh, so Aaron Leitner was there to kind of guide her. And he was part of the Talamasca, which, you know, it kind of this organization of people who study uh, paranormal phenomena branches, both the Vampire Chronicles and the lives of the Mayfair witches. And so Aaron Leitner has kind of been in both in both series over the years. And uh, he's a familiar face to the Mayfair witches. He is not in the series, at least not yet. But there is no plan to bring him in for this first season, as far as I know. Um, and that is based on an interview that I read with uh, with the showrunners. And when they cast the actors, they actually mentioned that in the casting. There's also no Michael Curry. And Michael Curry, as you know, is a hugely important character to Rowan and her development. And he plays a huge role in the Mayfair Witches uh, story. Cyprian is a combination of both of those characters. At least for now, like I said, things can change, but Cyprian kind of becomes this person who at first is watching out to make sure that Rowan is safe, and then he becomes a little bit more, he can become, you know, becomes more invested in this, this story as it goes on. And he is, uh, Tongai is, is absolutely brilliant. I actually have an interview to share with you um, that I did with Harry Hamlin and Tongai Teresi. Uh, Teresa, um, that I will share after this, the first episode this Sunday. And uh, you, you get to talk to him. He talks a little bit about the uh, Vampire Chronicles and a little bit of everything. And so I think you'll really enjoy that. Uh, but it'll help to have seen the characters first uh, before you you listen to that episode, to that, uh, to that interview. So I know that's a whole lot of information. And uh, the bottom line I absolutely think that this is this is going to be a great, great series. It has a very strong foundation that it's building upon. A lot of the first uh, the, the first few episodes are very much foundation, and you need that foundation because there's so many different pieces to the puzzle. So in order to really get a sense of what what's going on, they have to lay it out. So for some people, they're going to say, well, this doesn't hit the same way. And that's why I say you have to look at it a little differently than Interview with a Vampire. Same overarching universe, but there's a lot more mythology that you have to know in order to follow this story. You don't need mythology with uh, with Louis' story in Interview. Um, so there's, you know, that's what they're building. And, and so for some people, they may say, well, you know, it, it feels like it's going really slowly. Having seen five episodes, I can tell you that it continues to build and build and build. So it's just a matter of, of really paying attention to those details, learning the characters, learning the mythology, and it will pay off. It will absolutely pay off. And I'm excited. I am very excited for this series. And um, I actually have a theory. So hopefully you've made it this far because this is something that I've, I've been thinking about a lot. Because so much of the story is especially with Alexandra Daddario, with Rowan's storio, storio, with Rowan's story. Um, so much of Rowan's story is in the present, obviously, present day, present day New Orleans. Um, I think that plays a lot into why 
maybe interview with a vampire is in Dubai. It's kind of taking everybody away from what's going on to give Rowan the space that she needs to kind of come into her own. And, you know, maybe by the time we get back to New Orleans, things will have changed and time will have passed. And then, you know, when those eventual crossovers happen, because they will, um, enough time will have passed for that to, to be more plausible. But I definitely think there's a reason watching how this story is set up, how Mayfair Witches is set up. I definitely think there's a reason why they haven't had um, anybody in present day New Orleans as because it's, it's, it's all kind of unraveling right now. It's happening in, in the moment. And they're definitely in, you know, in the same, uh, in the same moment. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. I, I'm really curious to see, if, you know, what where the overlap is, if we're going to see any vampires pop up in the shadows uh, over the course of the series. But I really, really enjoyed the series. Remember, it's 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 a drink of bourbon, not a hit of cocaine. So it's it's going to go a little bit differently. But you're going to get the same pleasurable result at the end of it. So I think AMC has another hit on its hands. Um, it's definitely a great entry in the, you know, for Anne Rice fans. And um, I, I'm excited to see where they go with it because there is a lot to this whole series that, uh, you know, like I said, the changes are a little abrupt and you're like, well, why did they do that? But then at the same time, when you think, when you look at some of the things that they do, the themes in the Mayfair Witches book series are so heavy. They're so intense. I don't think that they would pass censorship, honestly. Not not for network television. Maybe on HBO, but I don't think you want to go that direction. I mean, we're talking rape and incest and pedophilia and, and just things that you wouldn't be able to show. So I think they had to go in a little bit of a different direction to be able to bring a show, a, a series to life with characters that that you want to root for. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, I will, I will, uh, leave you with this one last thought. Uh, Jack Houston is, is kind of a controversial, uh, dis, uh, choice to play Lasher. I know some people are, are, some people who have also seen the episodes have, have mentioned that they're not, you know, entirely thrilled by him. I actually was really intrigued by his casting and his performance, so I'm really excited to see where where Jack Houston takes this role and can't wait to see more of, of him as Lasher as time progresses. So really excited about this. Um, I This is not the, the only thing I can't wait to actually talk about the episode on Sunday. So there will be a new podcast on Sunday talking about the first episode. And like I said, we'll have some interviews in there and lots of good stuff to break down. So Thank you so much for making it to the end of the podcast. You know how much I appreciate your support and, you know, all of your support makes it possible for me to do this for you. So, um, so thank you so much. If you, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe, um, leave a review, send me your comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And I can't wait to have some of you on the podcast, uh, to talk about interview with a vampire and Mayfair witches. We're going to talk about all of it. So, Thank you guys so much, and I uh, cannot wait to see what Mayfair Witches reveals in the future. So for now, thank you so much, and we will be talking very, very soon. Take care, everyone.